0: Hello again, Broncos country, and welcome to another Orange Weekly post-game podcast. Matt and I are here today to talk about the Broncos beating the Dolphins at home. Uh, fantastic win. Lots of good things. Some not so good things uh, early on with Drew Locke, but looking at him bouncing back. We'll talk about that. The awesome performance of the defense and Tua getting benched uh, at near the end of the game. Uh, maybe some trust issues with, uh, you know, Trying to close out a game? We'll see. I don't know. Matt and I are going to talk about it. Glad you're here. And uh, once again, welcome to the Orange Weekly post-game podcast. Orange Weekly. Fans, brews, and Broncos news.
1: What's up, Kev?
0: What's oh, up, I'm buddy? so excited,
1: man! Like oh, I'm gonna miss Tanner's voice. Not gonna lie. Like I am too. We
0: can't replicate. But you have the beard, so I mean, yeah, you have the best yeah. beard out of all of us. So yeah,
1: but you can't see that on the podcast. I can see it. it, and that's I all talk, I can. Talk. Talk. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. if, okay. if
0: people want to see the beard, they just will have to watch one of our live shows you on, know?
1: Tuesdays, on Tuesdays, seven Mountain Time. There you go. <laughs> what a plug! What a plug! <laughs> Yeah, what a what a pretty good game. I honestly, honestly did not think the Broncos would win. I thought Miami was going to take this one, but I was pleasantly surprised and very impressed by um, just the overall resiliency of the, in, the entire Broncos team, namely the offense, because, like, rough start. Like, that first pass was a pick, and then, you know, it, it just kind of derailed a bit. Like, Devontae Parker had that big touchdown, and it just mm-hmm. looked like, here we go. Uh, but you were at the game, though, so... Yep. What was it like?
0: Uh, same thing. And so my voice, if, uh, if I sound quiet on the podcast, it's because my voice is still coming back. Um, no, it was it was an interesting experience. to. I mean, it was still pretty loud for as empty as the stadium was. Um, that was okay, though. It gave me lots of room to jump and run around and stuff near the end of the game. But, yeah, early on, that first pick, I think everybody in the stadium, all the Broncos fans anyway, mm-hmm. just I think you could just hear this huge sigh among everyone of, oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, here we go. Again. here we go. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, they they turn it around. I mean, Drew Lock wasn't fantastic, but the game plan they stuck to the run game, and mm-hmm. this is what we've been talking about for weeks. If you stick to the run game, if you yeah. utilize Philip Lindsay, and they didn't just lean on one running back, they used that one-two punch that we were talking about, and, and you know, going into the start of the season, if you use these two guys uh, really well in a smart manner you're going to keep both of them fresh. You're going to throw off the defense and that's, what's going to help drew lock, you know, take some of the pressure off of him. And that's what we saw today. And it makes me wonder even more, why haven't we been doing that more often? You know,
1: it really, really bog- you know, boggles my mind, but like Lindsay, man, every time he catches, he, he just carries the ball or catches the ball or just has any involvement with the ball. It's like, it could go for at least 10, 15 yards. It seems like a very normal thing to happen. Yep. And then Melvin Gordon, I mean, he's the one who came up with the scores. Uh, big power runner. He helped a lot in pass protection. I, you know, yeah. is it finally the point where their running backs are finding their groove? Is the offense finally finding their stride after weeks and weeks of struggles? Because, I mean, Miami's defense is pretty good. Yeah. Like, you know, this is a, a very strong unit, and it was a rough start for Denver. But, like, man, as the game progressed – it just meant Denver just took control and to mm-hmm. the point where you know like we said earlier like Tonga Viola just had to be benched and I read up on it a little bit and it wasn't anything to do with an injury it's nope. purely performance-based Flores mm-hmm. just there was the, the offense wasn't moving he had like less than 100 passing yards yeah. uh seven completions or 11 completions or something like that just nothing really you know amazing but you know it, it it's always nice when you know, your defense forces the benching of the starting quarterback. Like, oh, yeah. Tua's young, he's a rookie, you know, so, I mean, it's it's not unexpected. I think he'll be the starter next week. It's not like this guy's, like, gone for good, but um, humbling experience. And I think, uh, you know, we talked a bit about it on the, the pregame and on the Tuesday night show, and, you know, the, the Broncos' defense really, really stepped up, and they played their role. Like, they moved from number three to number two overall yeah. this week. So, yeah. you know, that, that was pretty fantastic.
0: You made a lot of good points there. Um, Take your time. You out. The, okay. the Broncos, you know, the offense getting in, into the groove, and you guys had talked about it on the pregame podcast, which everyone out there should listen to the pregame podcast. Um, you had talked about how the defense, you know, th- they move around before they snap. They they jump. They they go side to side. And our offense, surprisingly, at the offensive line held their own. Mm-hmm. You know, they kept Drew Locke fairly clean. I mean, I saw at least one, if not two, fantastic blocks by Melvin Gordon. One of them was an incompletion. Um, but still, I mean, the, these guys just held their own, and, and they were able to just understand what the defense was doing to a degree where they could at least stop them to allow our running backs, Andrew Locke, make plays happen. And that's honestly what I think uh, blew me away more than anything was you see how our offensive line, especially with as beat up as they are, you have a rookie uh, center in, in Lloyd Cushenberry. I mean, this is a defense that should have, by all means, just given our offense a, a a rough rough day mm-hmm. but they held their own the whole game through the um, entire game yeah see and and you're talking about two getting benched yeah you're right performance based but you know i'm almost it, it kind of boggles me in these situations look they they've won five in a row before this last game i believe yeah. um so why not get your rookie quarterback some two-minute experience trying to drive the ball down the field to put you know to at least tie the game yeah. it, an interesting interesting idea there
1: it's an interesting idea and I think you know I I think for two reasons number one like you know when your brand new Ferrari gets a a couple scratches on it and and it's going through some rough roads pull it in the garage (laughs) Get out that old beater man Ryan Fitzpatrick and just hopefully something happens for a minute I'm I'm not going to lie to you for a minute I thought we had some Fitz magic happening yeah some passes like he had 12 completions for 117 yards in like the last quarter he was you know, this was Fitzmagic-y. If it wasn't for that last interception, it could have been one of his, you know, great moments. But I think with Tua, it's yeah, you want that experience. But at the same time, the Dolphins are, you know, they're in a position to make the playoffs. Yep. If anything, they might be in a wild card spot or they're they're in the hunt for that's a wild fair. card spot right now. So, you know, they're in a win now. So that's true. You know, if Tua's not working and you have Ryan Fitzpatrick, who has, I mean, he's in the NFL for like 46 years, like, you know, <laughs> Let him go out there and try to make something happen. And he almost did. Right. So That's from true. a Miami perspective, I think they made the right decision and it almost paid off. Um, yeah. But ultimately that Broncos defense, like, man, it really held it together. Like I, I'm blown away by the, the, this, just the, the unity of the team. And it's finally come together on the defense. I mean, it has for a few weeks, but this week it's like, Hey, we, we started down early and like a few big plays happened, but just kept going and going.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we've talked for weeks now about how the defense has done everything they can. And by the third or fourth quarter, they're just gassed. Right. Mm Uh, so yeah, you have the aspect of the offense was moving the ball, keeping the defense off the field a little bit more. Um, but I think to some degree the defense finally was like, okay, our offense is actually like supporting it. Like they're, they're Mm -hmm. doing their part too. That makes them want to go out even more and say, let's close out this game because you know, it's a whole team effort and I'm sorry, I know you're professionals and you're going to go out there and you're going to play your best every game. But when it's the same story every week, you're going out there and you're giving 110%, but the offense just is not doing anything to help you out. At some point you look across the room and you're saying, guys, we can't do anything else, you know, and, and it kind of gets demot- uh, demotivating to a point. Yeah. But this last game, like that, that was not the case at all. The offense was doing their part. And and you saw in that last drive, yeah, Fitzpatrick was moving down the field, but they were fighting for every yard. You know, the defense yeah. was holding their ground. And that's, what's cool is like you're saying, seeing that whole team come together. Uh, and if you can play like this every week, you're going to win majority yeah. of your games and if you, you don't can win. beat the dolphins yeah. yeah you can absolutely win most of these
1: games you're playing out you know you're, you're you're any team really you're going up against you can beat them and i mean it's going to be scores like this like mm-hmm. it's going to be 20 to 13 i'm gonna say i predicted the dolphins to win 21 14 so i, I was That's pretty close, close but yeah. eh, not quite but anyways you know the broncos <laughs> if they play like this it's going to be these kind of tight games but it's they're so winnable and and they, they control a lot of factors like just look at the stat line. Drew Locke had 30 attempts, and there was also between Gordon and Lindsay, there was uh, 31 rushes, mm-hmm. right? So you're looking at, like, 30 and 30. That's Pat Shermer's balanced offense, and look what happened. You know, like, you take away Locke's, you know, interception early in the game. Thank God that happened early in the game. It's easier yeah. to come back from that as opposed to, like, fourth quarter. Um, but then Melvin Gordon's two touchdowns. Both running backs had over 80 yards, over five yards a carry. Yep. That's impressive, man. That's, yeah. that's something that, like, no wonder we're able to control the game and the offense is blending, right, when you see stats like this. And then receiving it. Tim Patrick, what a gem. He's coming through, oh, man. Geez. He's five catches for 119 yards. That's fantastic. Like, Jerry Judy had, a, you know, a couple big moments. But, you know, Tim Patrick, I think he's, like, the unsung hero of this mm-hmm. entire team this year. I mean, on the offense. The defense, you're playing with a bunch of, like, backups. so mm-hmm. well, Anybody could be a hero. But, like, on the offense, Tim Patrick has really, really just come through as, like – the number one receiver.
0: Right. You know, and I went back and I watched a game recap because I needed to take myself out of the moment, out of the stands and kind of you know, rewatch what happened from a, a not, you know, fanatic crazy fan in the stands. Right. <laughs> um, but the, you know, you're seeing multiple options out there for drew lock. Yeah. Jerry Judy had some moments, but you also know like they're getting, they're double teaming him. They are making sure that he's the number yeah. one. threat. Again, I know it's like, just what if? What if? But if Cortland Sutton was out there, you can only imagine how much more that's going to open up all these Aww. guys. But you're seeing how big of a threat Tim Patrick is, and how yeah. amazing he's doing. Uh, Noah Fant. There are so many targets here for Drew Locke that he just he can throw to any number, any number of them, and they're going to do really, really well. And so that's when we're talking about the the young talent on this team and why you should be excited for the next three, four plus years. That's exactly what I'm talking about, man
1: yeah and I mean with Sutton back Tim Patrick coming in he'd be the number two and Jerry Judy's your slot number three unlike KJ Hamler's your specialist like there's a lot of weapons on this on this offense and here's an interesting one like the receivers on the like sorry Drew Locke only threw to tight ends and receivers the running backs didn't have any receptions Mm -hmm. which is an interesting one usually running backs like Lindsay I mean Lindsay has some catching struggles but like Gordon especially he's good in the passing game but you know no targets no reception so it's right. it's a, the, the game plan was interesting because they just they, they controlled the clock with the run they scored in every uh quarter except for the fourth quarter but they held their own there and they limited the the dolphins to a field goal in the second half like yep. the dolphins only scored early in that game on that mm-hmm. touchdown Devontae to parker and it was a beautiful touchdown and everything but after that man it's three quarters where they only scored two six points that's like You know, that's phenomenal from a defensive standpoint. And I think they had like what six sacks? Five or six. Yeah, six
0: sacks. Six sacks.
1: Six sacks, one interceptions, Justin Simmons coming through at the end of the game and close it out. Uh, you know, and the guys who are getting these sacks, man, Malik Reed, what a great, like, uh, you know, you know, replacement, I guess is the wrong word, but it's the one I'm gonna use for uh, for Von Miller. Like, you know, he's performing really well week in and week out. Uh, Bradley Chubb had one, Deshaun Williams. Who the hell is Deshaun Williams? Yeah, Two right? sacks, amazing. Dr- uh, Draymond Jones, like, uh, you know, th- this is fantastic from the defense and a lot of tacklers. And, like, I don't know, man. It, it, Overall, it's a good game. Like, if we just put this game on an island, Broncos deserved it. They played, the, you know, the, the the best out of both teams. Yeah. Uh, they had well over 200 yards more than uh, than the Dolphins, you know, in total offense. And, I, I don't know, well-earned victory
0: and I don't, like you said earlier there's i don't think anybody really reasonably expected the Bronx to come out and have this performance you know uh all and it makes me sit here and wonder like why can't we do this every week yeah we're not going to win every week but why can't we perform to this i guess level every week. And it's, it's the things we've been talking about dedicated to the run game, you know, and we had talked about like, look, Drew Locke was injured. He's been fighting through that rib injury all week. He didn't look good for weeks following, you know, that fourth quarter of the Patriots game comes out, throws an early interception and somehow he, he's able to bounce back. And this is the first time we're talking about, yeah, he has to develop, but now we're seeing a guy who can, okay, that plays over. I got to move on and, and keep going. And he's not bringing himself down. So that That's was really great. promising to see as well.
1: That's my favorite trait about him. And I've noticed that really all year, like, you know, from training camp on is is his resiliency. Like yep. even after a bad play, you know, he just seems to be unfazed by it. He comes out and he just goes at it again. And he, you know, he scraps for the first down with his legs. You know, he'll run through, he'll put his shoulder down. He'll do a lot of stuff that other quarterbacks won't. Um it, and it's funny like i talked to my you know to my other football friends outside of you guys believe it or not i have other friends
0: outside. i know what i know
1: up in we're the better friends though there's like three of us up in canada and we all uh <laughs> we all hang out together <laughs> but you know nobody really likes drew lock everybody's like ripping on drew lock and and mm-hmm. they don't like him and i just i i i think he, he all the tools are there yep. but they just aren't all in the right place yet like i don't know if pat Shermer's really the offensive mind to bring him together i you know i I'm not really sure if if even Fanjo's the the leader for for him, but you know he might be somebody who takes, who requires a specialized type of coach who can actually help him take his game to the next level, find his confidence and find his swagger and and all that. But like weeks like this where he'll throw the pick early, but he comes back and he didn't throw a touchdown pass, but he managed the game well. He made important throws and like the the kid's tough, man. Yeah, he is built tough, and and, and I really like. I enjoy it, you know. I enjoy watching him, and I have a lot of faith in him. Um, and you, you know, you ask like, why can't we win every game like that? That's a great question. Like, I mean, any given any given Sunday is, you know, it's it's the reality of football. But like, oh, yeah. if we're looking at this upcoming schedule, I think you might want to rescind your words because it's well, Saints Chiefs. You know,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying that why can't we win like that, but why can't we? hold to those core concepts of don't give up on the run game in the first quarter. Don't rely solely on drew lock. He is Mm -hmm. not there yet where you can put the entire game on his shoulders, use the team around you, stay in the run game, keep keep the defense off the field, let them make plays when they're out there. And you're going to be competitive in these games. Now, are we going to beat the the saints and and the chiefs? Well, we said, we they weren't going to beat the dolphins, but you know, you're, you're talking about where we have a chance in these games all of a sudden versus we're running the ball, 50 plus times, I don't know, some crazy number only passing 20, you know, like that is way out of kilter. And what we saw this week was a dedication to the run game and that just allowed everything to flow all of a sudden they have to you know the, the the defense has to play closer you know that's going to open up the pass game That's going to be, drew Locke is going to be able to run around and yeah he scrambled for a couple of so he got the one first down almost got the second one there right so it's just it's that whole concept where if you stick to it you're going to be competitive if you're in the fourth quarter and you're down okay time to give up on the run game right those things are yeah. simple but yeah, why yeah. are you doing that in the first quarter You know, it's,
1: yeah. And you know, I, I don't know, having coached myself, I'm coaching the pro level. Like I'm not pretending to be one of these guys, but having coached myself and and the experience I have, it's, you know, there's a certain emotion that takes over, especially early in a game and and you're not seeing what you want to see yet. You know, you you have your like run script, you have the plays you want to run. And then like it, you know, you're getting stopped, things aren't really working and and, and it's easy for a coach to just kind of like get a little bit too anxious and, and just go to the pass right because like it's just sort of an automatic thing a lot of times it's not even like thought about it just happens and at the same time like the nfl is a passing league i think playbooks are built around the pass as opposed to being built around the run Mm -hmm. um so i think a lot of the focus from coaches goes towards that passing game because you're right man we shouldn't abandon it just yet and like the moments when we were like okay we got to quit this is like you need to push it a little bit more at that point just yeah. keep going and then eventually something breaks but i think you know early in this game we saw you know Lindsay taking off we saw gordon being able to to get in the end zone and, and that gave Shermer some confidence to keep calling run plays but uh, you know ultimately i think the best offenses in the league have extraordinary run games uh, you know, right now we're looking at like the top five offenses: Seattle Seahawks. I mean, they've got you know Russell Wilson. Okay, fine, but their running game is always, always you know working. Minnesota Viking with Dalvin Cook. You know, a uh, Kansas City Chiefs another offense that's in the top there. And with uh, Clyde, they, whatever. I'll you know we'll, we'll save yeah. talking about them later. Green Bay Packers is a run first offense with Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers, and that's they're they're putting up just insane scores every week. Tennessee Tines at number five, mm-hmm. running offense. Uh, Cleveland Browns. You know, running offense. Right. So there's, you know, these top offenses are good on the ground. Right. Uh, Broncos, man, in the run, we're still struggling. Well, number 12, I think last week helped, but Mm
0: -hmm.
1: we can be way better than what we've shown so far. And this week was great indication between both running backs, man, 31 carries for 160 plus yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. You could do that every day. Like that, you know. Almost that,
0: three touchdowns.
1: Almost three touchdowns. Like that should be a regular thing for the Broncos, especially with this, you know, the stable of running backs. And then Freeman didn't get a single carry. He's another player that we should be rolling. Yeah. You know, at, at least a little I, bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. And I mean, maybe the Dolphins front was a little uh tired, gassed with the atmosphere. They're they're traveling cross country. There's a lot of stuff perhaps that that played an impact. Um, but I don't know. You know the offensive flight played great. The running backs played well, and and we have to stick to the run, especially against the Saints, especially get especially against the Chiefs. If we mm-hmm. can't run the ball against the Chiefs, like forget it. And, and the mm-hmm. Saints is the same kind of deal. The Saints are a volatile offense, and now with Taysom yep. Hill at quarterback, com- everything that you think you know about the Saints, you got to throw it's out the gone. window. Yeah. Sean, Sean Payton is now like, you know, it, he's he's releasing his perfect weapon. <laughs> He's been like crafting this guy for yep. years, playing all these different positions, learning the playbook, learning behind Drew Brees, and now here we go. He's finally released him out in the world, and it's going to be oh, man a pain in the butt to stop. But the way to stop that often is with your offense by running the ball, controlling the clock, and like scoring, mm-hmm. scoring, scoring, scoring like that needs to happen. Yeah. Two touchdowns and two field goals isn't going to win it against you know the rest of the teams, right? And, no, and no. I think ultimately. That's been an issue for the Broncos all year, though. Like, mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong, but.
0: No. Mm-hmm. No, it is, you know, and it, the, the run, run game may not be going in the first quarter, but you have to stick to it. You got to wear yeah. down that other line, you yeah. know. You got to yeah. wear down the other defense, and eventually that's going to. And we have the defense to oh. keep us in the game. Do we like, ever, man. So there's no reason to panic, and I get what you're saying. Be in that moment, if I was if I was that coach, I'd be like, Come on, like we have this talent, we have these wide receivers, Drew We can't do exactly. it. Let's just make it. But exactly. you know, yeah. this game proved that you have to stick to it. And mm-hmm. it was so fun to see them just continual, like just build on it play after play mm-hmm. after play. And so if you get a couple three and outs early on, you have the defense that can go out there and keep you in the game. Right. And then you stay at the run game. It's going to open up everything else. It seems like a simple concept, right? We just haven't seen it until this last week. So, you know, are people going to put their money on the Broncos in the next uh, rest of the season? I uh, probably not, but you're talking sure. about, we can be competitive in these games. You can keep the scores close. Like, again,
1: I didn't think they'd beat the the Dolphins. I thought the Dolphins were in the five-game winning streak. Like, they're really, really hot. And, you know, they they kind of, you know, fizzled out. And I think, yeah, the offense played really well. But it was the defense who won the game for the Broncos. Mm -hmm. Like, to limit Tua to 83 yards, to be able to, like, just get six six sacks, right? Six sacks? Yep. Six sacks, get that that interception late in the game. Like, man, that defense – won the game for the Broncos. The offense did what they needed to do, but it was that defense. And like the identity of the Broncos has been defense for ever, yep. ever, ever, ever. Right. And, and 2015, and so, at least at least 2015. And even before that, like, oh, you know, yeah. who's the DC before it was uh, Del Rio, Del Rio had a good defense too.
0: Yeah. He did. Yes.
1: You know, Del Rio had a good defense and Wade Phillips was, you know, he, we all, <laughs> we clearly know what happened there. Oh, yes. And then, you know, uh, even Vance Joseph's like, He's kind of a strange coach, but like he, you know, the defense is still good. And now with Fangio, we've got literally backups playing at almost every position. And it's the number two defense in the league right now. This like, that's what's going to probably beat the Saints. If we're going to win against the Saints next week, it's going to be on the back of this defense, Mm -hmm. uh, which is just awesome because so many teams don't have that, you know. Yep, and I think it's really just it's it's one thing that we can at least hang our hat on as as much as lock can be frustrating, um, you know. I think the defense is what just won the game against the Dolphins. Yep, has to be.
0: You, you know, the team is so beat up across the board, and it sucks. It really oh, sucks. Yeah. But if you're thinking about next year, everybody comes back healthy. But now you have depth of mm. players who have multiple game experience, whether mm. it's starting or they're getting a good amount of time on the field where they wouldn't get, you know, Malik Reed would not be getting much play time at all if Von Miller was out there, but now mm. you're seeing them have a chance, go out there, figure, figure things out, gain that experience. And so next year, man, you have depth. So if somebody does go out, God forbid, you know, knock on wood, I don't want to start <laughs> juicing, us, you know, already, but, oh, uh, man. But now you're talking about, okay, we can throw somebody in and it's not like shattering. It's not like, holy crap, we're screwed. It's like, okay, well, we know what this, who this guy is. We know what he can do. We can go out there and he can, you know, step up and make things happen versus, well, we don't, we've never heard of him before. So I guess we'll see what he does. So, yeah. you know, is this a blessing in disguise? If you will, uh, I think it's going to pay off in the long run. Um, yeah, it sucks now, but, well. but you're right.
1: Well. And I think, I think, you know, it sucks because as long as we've been doing these podcasts, man, it's like the Broncos have just, you know, gone through real, like uh, uh, carousels of quarterbacks and oh. uh, issues. It's like literally, man, for year after year, it's just been like shit coaches and, and mm-hmm. bad quarterbacks. And now it's like pretty good coaches and a whole bunch of injuries and a, and a global pandemic. And it's like it, everything seems to be in the way against the Broncos right now. But that stuff doesn't last forever mm-hmm. unless you're the Browns. You know, and then it lasts like 17, 18 years. Oh, well. Uh, but not going to happen here. This is a winning culture. And, and Malik Reid, I love what you bring up because, man, this guy is like – he would not be playing. He's 24 years old. He would not be getting this kind of experience, and this kind of impact. And he's doing great. Like, he's playing so well. Mm-hmm. And this year as a backup, like, we were nervous when Miller went down. But, like, I'm confident with him at outside linebacker.
0: You're only I'm nervous? Like, I was well. like – I was like, well, there goes the pass rush completely. I was like <laughs> you can you can double team Bradley Chubb and then we got nobody man. else, right? And if, you know, I'm i drawing. If you
1: were a coach, man, it'd be like you you'd call the first play inside run and get stuffed and like Fuck this like okay that's it passing. passing hail mary hail mary, hail mary. Play, with every play Maybe you something yeah, to work Yeah, relax okay <laughs> man. that's why
0: i'm not a coach that's why i'm yeah. just a fan <laughs>
1: yeah exactly uh yeah but no i mean we we can really find you know great stories with all these players but uh yeah honestly really just surprising game i think it's one of the more fun games to watch this week
0: um even though it was quite defensive uh it was very enjoyable so uh looking at the, the pro football pro football focus rankings here on the defense, but first off, uh atachu. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever heard in the stands, but you know, he says, you know, tackle by uh, number 97, Jeremiah Atachu, and you go bless you, and the guy comes back and says, Thank you. <laughs> it's just <laughs> sorry, it's just awesome. Um it's awesome. Like all the but, fans will say bless you. Yeah. And it's probably a lot more obvious when there's the stands are full of it. My wife was like, why are you saying bless you? I'm like, he said, thank you. Like there's, and I had to explain (laughs) explain it and it just, it wasn't as fun, but, um, (laughs) Yeah, man, you're seeing Justin Simmons really step up, Bradley. You're mm-hmm. seeing the big name step up, but then you're also seeing Malik Reed. You're seeing Josie Jewell, who is just really coming to his own this year. Uh, yeah. Itachi, uh, you know, oh man, Jackson and Johnson. I mean, these guys are just so full of energy and mm-hmm. motivation. So yeah, we don't need an amazing yeah. offense. We just need an offense that can play smart and not yeah. turn the ball over. Uh, and let the defense go. Keep you in the game, and then now your offense is the position to make something happen. That's a great, great point. You don't the Broncos don't
1: need Lock to do everything. They really don't. If you run the ball like they did this week, you know, if both running backs get 15, 16 carries apiece, and then you still Royce Freeman. Like, why can't he get five, six in a game? And then mm-hmm. Lockman, like instead of throwing 30, 40 times a game, if you can limit him to 25 pass attempts a game, and he gets 17 of those for a couple hundred yards and one touchdown, that's like enough with the running backs and and even like the, the ability of the receivers to move the ball, like Jerry Judy, the route running, Tim Patrick, the big physical, you know, mm-hmm. and, like just big bodied receiver and hand, like everything's there. But I think, you know, I think Locke might be putting a lot of pressure on himself to yeah. be the guy, which is fine because I think a lot of his peers and a lot of the other young quarterbacks in the league are like the guys on their team. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they're all, you know, to maybe lesser yet but you know he, he's only had a few starts um but you know across the board like you know think of all the young quarterbacks in the league right now they're all the guy leading the team yeah. right Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray and, and Mahomes and uh you know Josh Allen and you know these yeah. guys you're either leading the guy the, the team or you're a bust like um uh, mm. you know like Baker Mayfield's kind of not really what we expected him to be As uh, Sam Darnold is the most, you know, whatever. I'm not, I, I'm not going to break my heart here, you know, off, but like, so Locke is kind of like, he wants to be the guy and he's putting too much pressure. And he's making these dumb mistakes and he's not really helping the team, but when mm-hmm. he takes a step back and he just manages the game, it's like, Whoa, he looks super confident and it, it's, yeah. like it's working well. So, you know, I think if, if we can keep that identity to the defense and put less pressure on him, be interesting. Yeah. What happens.
0: Yeah. Very and, and that's a good, you know, that is a fair point. He's looking around and he does see these these other young quarterbacks being, out. but then you brought up Baker Mayfield, and this is where I'm talking about you got to give it time just because Herbert and all these other guys are playing and Tua playing really well right off the bat. Well, so was Baker Mayfield, you know, he yeah. was looking pretty good earlier, oh, and now you're down the road a couple years and you're like, wait, maybe he's yep. not as good. You cannot tell, Trubisky. you cannot tell early on. Mitch
1: Trubisky went to a yeah. Mitch, he yeah. went to a Pro Bowl and yeah. now he got benched. And he's he'll be back now because Nick Foles is, I mean, obliterated. But, like, yep. it's, it's – exactly. He doesn't need to be that guy. And, like, he's only had 10, 11 starts. And, and you know, it's just such a different – this fan club, man, is just so geared towards <laughs> winning now for a decade. Like, he's yeah. been winning now for – as long as I've been watching football, the Broncos are always winning now. And now this kind of, like, half rebuild, half not with John Elway, just, like – tore us apart yep. you know it's like in a relationship where you just go through a rough patch and like man what are you gonna do but you got to stay there for the kids it's oh it's rough, <laughs> it's, rough. <laughs> it's
0: rough no you're exactly right so i mean you can whenever somebody's out there and saying yeah but look at Herbert; he's doing awesome and two of steps he's just awesome it's like well you know drew lock's not doing awesome you got to give him time you got to give him time because like you said they're different. you you look at these other guys. Yeah, they start out really strong, but then they really don't develop past that. Other team circummount, and they don't become as special. So, even if they start off really shit hot, like like some of these other guys, does not mean that they are the answer. That they will be the yeah, guy. Exactly. We got to give Drew Lock time to get this experience, calm down himself, puts take some pressure off of himself, and go like prove if he's that guy or not. It takes time, one yeah. way or the other.
1: The question I ask myself is whether or not they should stick with Pat Shermer. Moving forward, I think we've discussed this on another show and and I I reflect on it a lot because I, I think a, they should stick with them for at least another two years because, Mm -hmm. you know, that's going to bring some continuity. It's gonna bring some time for Locke and Shermer to really get like that synchronicity you need between the OC and the and the quarterback. And the playbook's gonna evolve around the players and you know it's gonna be good, right? Continuity is a big factor to a lot of these teams' success, like mm-hmm. across the board. I mean, the Steelers are the prime example. They've had more head like sorry, no, sorry, excuse me. They've had less head coaches in the last sixty years than any sports franchise like mm-hmm. in the planet three head coaches are you kidding me like continuity and look this year they they 10 and 0 they've Mm -hmm. won two super bowls and you know with ben roethlisberger like they're you know so we need to have that continuity you know starting somewhere i think it's him however however i not a big fan of Shermer and his offense because it's just mundane and kind of boring and and you know wherever he's been as an oc or a head coach it's not You know inspiring it doesn't make me think like yeah we've got the offense to like go and compete for a super bowl it's just kind of like eh, it's a serviceable offense that'll be balanced and try to control the the clock and and keep the ball safe and like you can win on the d yeah i get it it works but Mm -hmm. is it going to get you to that next level where you know the the teams that are really competitive are like incredibly creative and dynamic and, and able to manipulate their playbook on a week-to-week basis but
0: mm-hmm.
1: on the flip side you can only do that once you have continuity
0: exactly you know so
1: it's like eh, i don't know what's going to happen but that's a question i i think about a lot is because i don't think either direction is necessarily good nor is it bad if you know if there's a young oc out there in in, in the off season that that is available. That one works for the Broncos and lock. Like, how do you say no to that? You know, like, yeah, it's three Mm. OCs in three years, but at the same time, like, mm, you know, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's a tough one. Like, what what do you think?
0: Uh, You know, I think uh, other stuff in life is tough sometimes uh, and you got to find a way through it. And a perfect example of that is looking for insurance. (laughs) Um, And so, (laughs) You know, yes. when you're looking for homeowner's insurance, like we're, we are now looking for homeowner's insurance. We got an offer accepted on a house yesterday. Hey, congratulations. And, you know, thank you. Uh, we were looking awesome. for car insurance a little bit ago. But, yeah, the lender was like, do you know what what uh, insurance company you go with? And I'm like, yes, I do. I want to go with Centennial State Insurance Agency. I am not making that up. Uh, hands down. These guys are fantastic. It's a smaller insurance agency. But that means that you're going to get that uh, customized, you know, one-on-one personal care. You're not going to get from other big companies. Say that you know, one maybe rhymes with bipo. I don't know. You're not going to get that from those guys. Uh, you're not. If something happens, God forbid, you're on the side of the road. You're you're not going to be on hold for thirty minutes, hoping that somebody in another country answers eventually, and they don't really care about you. You're going to have a dedicated insurance agent. If you need them, you're going to call them. They know you, they know your family, they know your situation. Uh, if you're shopping around and you're not the best choice for them, they will tell you. And they'll explain why. They're not to say, here's the quote. They're going to tell you what's in the breakdown, what it means, and they're going to explain to you why they are the best choice or why they're not the best choice. And they're going to give you that honesty up front. So uh, make things a little t- a little less tough on yourself while you're going through life and call Centennial State Insurance Agency at 303-838-0554. Boom. Man,
1: if I lived in Colorado, I'd definitely be one of their customers, but I don't. So it's nah. unfortunate, but they sound like a Canadian insurance company. They sound really nice, polite, eager to help. You know?
0: yeah, they, yeah, yeah, in that regards, but they're American, so they're better so, in that yeah. regard. Um, wow. <laughs> but no, okay, back to what you were talking <laughs> about. <laughs> show. but I get.
1: I, say, I just I remember early in the season, man. I remember challenging you, saying like you got to throw in like the the sponsors, just so slick, like we can't see it coming. It just got to slide right in. A lot of the podcasts I listen to, that's how it happens, and I love it every time. And your segues, I like, I did not see that coming whatsoever, man. You just, it was beautiful, just amazing. Yeah. So. You know how I do it,
0: right? I, I listen to you talking and I listen to your points and we're having a conversation, yeah. but whenever you start wrapping up a, a sentence, I think like, can I tie that into, you <laughs> oh, it's, know,
1: It's amazing. and then Congrats. you're like
0: tough. I'm like, I could use this, you know, and here we go. So, you know, that's how it goes, but uh, I appreciate it. And uh, to your, to your point, exactly. Look, I don't like Pat or either. I'll just say it right now. I, I yeah. don't think that he's like you said, he's the guy that's going to create this offense that is going to be powerful, Right but we cannot for the love of god bring in a new guy a new playbook you have to, when you have a team this young you have to give them something to build off of even veterans, seasoned veterans, when you bring in a new Peyton Manning, you bring in a new bring him into a new team, a new playbook. It even takes them time to adjust and learn what's going on. And if if people that have been doing this for 10 plus years are having trouble, you can only imagine what a very, very young team, very, very young offense is gonna do if they keep cycling through playbooks. They're never gonna get that foundation to build off of you know and so yeah you're right we have to stick to it with it for another two years i would say at least and then yeah at that point it's probably time to move on because then we'll have the peace and the experience to bring in somebody who can push them to that next (laughs) level but
1: then it's like are you wasting talent at that point you know there's just no there's no easy way to look at it because it's just one way or another you're going to win stuff and you're going to lose stuff there's some pros and cons but you know it's going to be a matter of what elway thinks is best um, and then ultimately what fangio thinks is best but you know when we're looking at like the coaching vacancies coming up like so far you know uh the 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 texans the falcons probably the jets uh are going to be looking for new head coaches um you know chargers potentially as well uh you know four or five franchises i see could be looking for head coaches and, and there's some pretty good candidates out there um but some of these candidates just won't make it to those head coaching jobs and they're good offensive minds and and some people that come to mind or you know brian dable with the bills like mm-hmm. look what happened with uh josh allen yeah over just this last season like his technique has been fixed he's playing a lights out i mean he's had a few rough weeks recently but like early in the year he was like MVP candidate uh you know so I think he's still in that discussion if he can really have a good December uh yeah. you know but that you know this is stuff we're talking about like we need an offensive coordinator who can really tap into Drew lock, understand his strengths, his weaknesses, ultimately why the weaknesses are there, and then provide him a solution that works for him, not try to mold him into a, a typical type of quarterback. Because yeah. Luck is, is kind of built like a bit of a – he's a tough, bigger-bodied guy, right? So he can yeah. take a hit. He's not somebody – you know, you can't teach him the Lamar Jackson or the Kyler Murray style of quarterback. You can't right. teach him the, the Tom Brady's and the Peyton Manning style like stand in the pocket and deliver. Like, you know, th- that kind of quarterback is an extinct – you know what I mean? Like, yep. Garoppolo's kind of like that, and, and he's banged up every week. Matt Ryan's old. Drew Brees is old. Like, those guys are gone. So you have to, like, find out what really makes Drew Locke unique, and then you need to expose that and and and, and just fix everything else around it. And, you know, is Pat Shermer going to be the guy to do that? I just don't know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, I, I'm just not sure. And then, you know, even on Fangio's level, I really like him as a coach. I love him as a head coach. Like, mm-hmm. I think he's great the defense. Top three defense with a bunch of backups. I can't say shit. Like, he's hot there. Uh, You know, and we we all rip on him too for his time management skills. But, like, let's be honest, (laughs) he's not the only head coach with time management issues. Yeah. Uh, So, you know, all that stuff aside, I think Fangio's a a really great head coach there. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens on the offensive side of the ball because, like, I don't know, man. I just my, my gut's telling me they need somebody who's just way more dynamic and a risk taker. Because like Scangarello, um, I was hoping he'd be like that, coming from the Kyle Shanahan, you know, coaching tree, but yeah. uh, he flopped. And then uh, Shermer, he's got all the experience in the world, but I just I've never been a fan of him. Like when he had the head coaching job with the Giants, they they sucked. When he coached with the Vikings, they weren't very good. Like I don't know, I just don't right. get it. But he's he is better than Scangarello. I'll I'll, well, I'll admit to that.
0: Like doesn't take much to be better than this game. really, uh, no, no, it really doesn't. <laughs> but you know, there is that that risk versus reward thing, you know. Yeah. Are we are we if we keep um Shermer for a couple years, you know, are we wasting talent? I would say no. We have such a young offense and we have so much cap space. Like, I don't want necessarily John Noe to go out and make a big signing this year. Like, oh. hold on that cap space so that you know in a couple years these contracts oh. come up, you can keep building on that. And then again, you, you get this foundation. The players learn who they are. They learn how to play together. Then you bring in somebody who is that aggressive, that can push them to that next mm-hmm. level, which Shermer just can't. And just the way he he builds his playbook and the, the way he runs the offense, he just isn't going to. So you're not going to – I get it. You're And maybe more on the defense side of the ball, but we're still pretty young on the on the defense side of the ball. And you're seeing how well we're playing with these younger guys over yeah. there too. Dude, so I don't – yeah. On the team, it, it, it this is like, I you, you know what? I, I take back what I
1: said because I think you're right in that stance that, you know, the team is so young that they kind of need that veteran relaxed presence, the one that has all the experience to teach them all these, like the fundamental way of playing in the league mm-hmm. so that, you know, when they're at the point of really peaking, that's when you bring in the the, the hot new mind to, to take them off. So, you know, I, I do agree with that. Um, I, I would say, though, that, you know, when you got cap space, it's one thing to keep it. And to massage it and to move it. Be but, smart about it. Be smart about it. But the interesting thing with next year is that with all the 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 stadium revenue down and some broadcasting and, and whatever, like the mm. monies in the league, like the salary cap will be different than what we projected it to be pre-COVID and what we are yeah. usually used to, right? Um, interesting fact, the 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 salary cap in the NFL has gone up by 65%, I think in the last like Is it 15 years? Something ridiculous. And it's tied to broadcasting. The salary cap is tied to broadcasting. So the more Hmm. games are broadcast, the more people watch, the more money teams have to spend. So, you know, the fact that the – it's interesting because the fact that, like, you can't really have fans in the stadiums and the games are being played and, and and all that. I mean, it might positively affect the cap, but all that I'm trying to say here, I'm really coming back to. I'm, I have a point, cap. Okay. I have a. <laughs> I believe it.
0: you. Um, I'm just along but, for the ride.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's quite a ride. Uh, I, I think that you know, if you've got the money, this is the time. Let's start spending it, but like you said, spend it in a smart way, and invest in good places. And and some some positions, you know, you know, Brandon Scherf from the Washington Guard, somebody you probably spend big money on. Joe Tooney from New England. Here, here's a safe, you know, place where you can invest good money, right? Just to keep right. building at that in, uh, uh, important spot. Wide receiver, even. I know we are stacked at receiver, uh, but yeah. man, T.Y. Hilton's going to be available. T.Y. Hilton's a sneaky, sneaky good threat. He hasn't been playing well since Luck. Uh, sorry, Luck went away Uh, you know but there's going to be a lot of players you know that are going to come out that man it's like a lot of veterans that you might be able to spend just this year get a couple you know short years out of and get I you know I don't really agree with like keeping the cap but spending it smartly I think is a good way Um, you know and on the defensive side man like you know why not get another couple big hitters and and superstars in the defense like guys who can play under Fangio's system you Mm -hmm. know you could write a you know tailcoats of a defense into the playoffs easily, easily. The Patriots did it for 15 years, you know?
0: exactly now. And that's, you know, good points. And so I'm not against Elway doing, you know, bringing in one or two big name guys or something, you know, that can really jumpstart the offense and defense, keep them strong. I just don't want in three or four years, we have all these awesome pieces right now, Yeah, you know, that if we don't have the cap space and we don't have a chance to really offer them anything substantial to say, well, now you're going to just see them piecemealing off, you know, a couple Mm -hmm. here, a couple there. And in a couple of years, you're going to lose all these people. Right. So, uh, I'll, you know, I'll I'll adjust what I said and just be smart about it. And, and I gotta yeah. believe that John John always knows that he's looking at this saying we have a lot of really really good pieces. Yeah. We I, I I we all want this team to stick together. If the majority of this team can stick together for the next five six seven eight years, holy crap. It's-
1: if yeah if you can establish continuity in the building i think that this could be very special for years to come like the chargers are i mean just looking at the division this is becoming a very very exciting division you know when i saw the chiefs kind of take off last you know last couple years and my like it's going to be a one-team race like here it's going to suck but like the charges with herbert i'm still not sold on herbert he's got a cannon like an absolute rifle of an arm but let's you know, Mitch Trubisky made a pro bowl. Let's relax. And um, the Raiders, the Raiders are legit. Like as much as I hate the brand <sighs> and the team and, and Gruden and all that, like the product on the field yeah. is really good. Derek Carr, I think has only two picks this year. Yeah. Right. You know, like it, 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 and Pat Mahomes has two picks this year, both against the Raiders. Right. So like, this is a team that is well coached, well established. Mm-hmm. They're winning games they the, you know, they've got good pieces. And now here come the Broncos with the youngest team in the league who just are lacking a bit of continuity in health, freaking health, man. You get yeah. the starters on the field. Like this division is going to be sick. Yep. So much fun to watch for uh, years to come. Um, right. And To point out the cap, the salary cap too, like Von Miller, is he going to be a free agent next year? I think, you know, I see this on my list. I here, think but, he has one more year. Yeah. One more year, but it's, it's kind of like the, um, the guaranteed money's kind of gone. I'd have yeah. to look that up. But anyways, Von Miller is coming up. Uh Justin Simmons needs to be re-signed. Kareem Jackson is old. But like, you know, he's oh, going to
0: be a restricted free agent.
1: Right. So there's players that are already on the team that need to get locked up. Mm-hmm. Um, And I'm also looking defensively. Matt Judon's going to be available. Leonard Williams. Bud Dupree, he'd be sweet to add on. Yeah. Uh, Jadavian Clowney. I still in the belief that we should have signed Jadavian Clowney in the okay. – I think he would have been just – He's such a chess piece. He can play inside, man. Like, he plays three, the five, the stand-up. You know, so much he can do. Um, So, I I don't know. I think there's a lot of big players next year that will come out, and it will be really exciting to watch. Uh, Inside linebacker, a spot that we've been lacking for a long, 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 long time. Uh, You know, Levante David from Tampa Bay. He's going to be available. He's a bit older, but a stud linebacker. So, you know, we're kind of way off topic here. But I, I, I do think that, man this team is on the right path and and we it's hard to look at it from like an established fans t- standpoint. Because yeah. It's like, it's mediocre compared to what we're used to. Um, but, but shifting it, that perspective. And I think this Dolphins game to bring it all the way back to what we're supposed yeah. to be talking about was a great <laughs> indication of, of what is possible. If the offense exactly. is balanced, runs the ball, you know, boom, we win.
0: Yeah. You're right. This is mediocre, and it sucks for you know Broncos fans have grown up forever and you know just used to that winning culture every year. Um, but that's where that's where I get excited. Yeah, it sucks in this moment. Well, it didn't suck yesterday being at the stadium with all that. But you know, in general, like this, the last couple of seasons have sucked being in this moment. But when I'm looking at where we are now, where we've been, you know, since the last couple of years, and I see this talent and just the idea of it being molded into this fantastic offense we're not going to be a mediocre team in a couple of years and we're going to be an incredible team for five, six, yeah. seven, eight, nine years. Like we're going to be up there with the rest of them and we're going to be incredible. And it's not gonna be like, Oh yeah, we're playing the Broncos this week. Like whatever. It's yeah. like, Holy crap. The Broncos are playing the chiefs and this is going to be a phenomenal oh, game because you've got two strong powerhouse teams going at each other. Right? Like that's the conversation yeah. and yeah. that's what we're going to be. And so, yeah, it sucks now, but in a couple of years, it it's, it's not going to.
1: No, we're, we're going to get there eventually. But, yeah, this division, like, it's exciting. It's like the polar opposite of the NFC. Uh, what is it? The NFC East. East the, yeah. The Eagles, the Washington. But they're Cowboys, all tied in with, like,
0: three wins or something.
1: <laughs> like, aren't you, aren't you glad you're not in there? At least you're better than that, that entire division, okay? Like, like right. at least we're better than that in those four teams. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, like, man, like, for the next years to come, like, I can't wait to see, you know, and we've got division matchups with every team coming up, right? Like Chiefs first, uh, Chargers and Raiders later in the year. Uh, and then big games against the saints with a new quarterback against the bills who, you know, are pretty dominant too. And then the Panthers, I mean, depending on health as well, but, uh, you know, these are exciting games and, and I'm really, really hoping that, you know, they stick with the game plan they had this week yep. and they just, man, like stick with the run. It, yep. Good things happen when you run the ball.
0: So I'm going to do some plugs, but I, I'm going to ask you this question. We can talk about it afterwards, just kind of to start yeah. wrapping things up. Um, the question is going to be not to get into the pregame podcast or anything, but not just for the next week, but the rest of the year, like what are some things that maybe you're we're weak on that you really want to see us like improve on and, and move forward in, into this next year. So, but before we answer that, cause I got to give people a hook to stick through the, you know, the, uh, here at Orange Weekly, we got a ton of content for you guys every single week. We got this uh pre-game or post-game podcast, we have the pre-game podcast, uh, the Ragers Podcast, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you listen to your podcast, we're there. Uh right, the Rager show is a newer one. If you're interested in sports betting, Ray does a fantastic job of breaking down what bets he's gonna take for the he's Broncos also game. Hilarious. So yeah, he's, he's also hilarious. hilarious
1: listen to him he he'll make you laugh guaranteed
0: oh every single time mm-hmm. 100% uh so you can listen to that even if you're not into sports betting you'll you'll learn about It's kind of a pregame show in a sense because you're not only hearing what Vegas is saying, but he explains to you why he's taking certain bets and why not. And so you get that pregame aspect of it as well. Um, So check that one out. We got a ton of live shows. We got uh, the the Monday night uh, Orange Weekly After Dark, 9 p.m. Mountain Time. We got Tuesday Night Bourbon, Broncos, no BS, 7 p.m. Mountain Time. We got a pregame show. We got a halftime show. David and I are going to be broadcasting from Colorado Cork and Keg in Castle Rock, Colorado this next week, game against the Saints. Uh, come on by, visit us. If you go in and you tell them Orange Weekly sent you, you get half off your first drink. There's not going to be any game, uh, fans at the games for the rest of the season. So you might as well drive down either you know from Denver or drive up from Colorado Springs. Join us at the bar. We're going to be there calling the game live. So we got a ton of stuff for you guys. Go check out our website, broncosorangeweekly.com, uh, to just a quick way to find our latest show, our latest podcast, and uh, the latest article we have out. So tons of stuff here. We're not going away, and uh, we have a good crew here, Matt. It's pretty awesome we do, do? we do, do yeah and to answer your question
1: yeah you know it, it not to necessarily rehash i think we, we touched on the important stuff that needs to kind of change uh or, or whatever throughout the year but i ultimately the thing i really want to see kind of shift is just locks confidence in managing the game doesn't have to be a hero like it's so many times i see him just force the ball too much or just try to do a little bit too much. And, you know, I just want to see him have the confidence that he just needs to deliver the safe ball to the right person and have trust that that person is going to then move the ball, you know, shift. And then the next play, and then the next play and just have that sort of, you know, that confidence is something you can't really teach. You can only gain through experience. It's kind of like riding a bike. You know what I mean? You just have to stumble a lot and fall over a few times before you get that balance. And I think walk is like slowly getting there. Um and, and by establishing the run and sticking to a run game, that'll help him get there. Because yep. you're you know, that run game is key in moving the ball. And you know, when you start a game, the first throw's an interception, like you're you're all out of whack, right? And it you know, so I, I just want to see him the psychological side of lock just really stick to that that the just the the comfort of delivering the safe ball. Everything's gonna be okay. Annoying, and you know the funny thing is like when you do that repeatedly that deep attack, that huge hit home run ball, it opens up. It's just like, it, it's mm-hmm. beautiful to see. Like I've seen it as a coach, I've seen it as a player, but if you just do something established, established that big play, it's just, it happens, right? So and it's beautiful. And it's it's like art, man. It's <laughs> poetry, right? It's like, it was, it was the Kirk Cousins uh, against Dallas um, had this amazing throw, man. Rolled out to the right plant, threw it back left to Adam Thielen in stride like it was just like I, I you know I got a little chubby Like I was <laughs> watching and I got super excited because it's like it, it just it's beautiful and long mm-hmm. just hasn't had that yet because it you can't create that it has to happen organically so I want to see him you know kind of get there but through a nice psychological standpoint of like trust that your team can get it done it doesn't have to be you yeah uh, so that's my rambling answer what, what do you think awesome. is to, to really stay or change or...
0: Uh, I mean not to just repeat what you said, but establish their own game. Let's, let's yeah. figure out an identity, you know, and let's stick to it. Let's, let's play smart. Uh, let's just keep building on what we have right now. Um, and just more of a, an experience standpoint, you know, let's, mm-hmm. let's, let's try some things, you know, um, you know in these games where it's very close and we have a chance to win, okay. Uh, let's I don't know, let, let's just let the, the offense get in a groove a little bit more. There was at least one time where we kind of got into hurry up offense a little bit, just you know, not not because it was at the end of the game, but okay, you know, we get in the huddle, we get to the ball and we go. You know, hmm. let's see some more of that. Let's try some things and figure out what what helps the offense jive, what's up, what helps yeah. them get in the groove, and still use Lindsay. that. It's still, still, Lindsay, still, man. still <laughs> a freaking Lindsay. yeah, 100%. And so. Man, that's what I. I just want to see us become uh, more consistent. You know, yep. mm-hmm. we. Ha- it's it's a smart. It's an easy thing and a smart thing to do. Stick with the run game. Stick with the run game. Let things open up. Move the ball. Keep the defense off the field. Rely on them to keep you in the game, and then you be smart about the ball or be smart with the ball and and give your chance or give yourself a chance to to put some points on the board. So yeah, yeah that's kind of. I think there's some good games ahead. I, I'm not going to sit here and say we're going to lose every game. Um, do we have an uphill battle? Do we have an uphill battle? Yeah, I think we can get a couple more. I really yeah.
1: do. Who do you think we can beat? Uh, I have to pull up the schedule. Yeah, okay, I'm going to tell you. Saints? <laughs> yep. Chiefs? Panthers, Bills, Chargers, and Raiders.
0: I think we can beat the Raiders.
1: Could be the Raiders, okay.
0: Um, Man, I could think we can. Beat the okay. Panthers. Beat the Panthers, 100%. I think, the Panthers. I think we can beat the Chargers. Chargers, for sure. Chargers are uh, – so You're looking at three right there. And, I mean, now if we steal a game uh, somewhere else along the line, I, I mean, the Bills – nice look, the Bills, I mean, I love Josh Allen. He's on my fantasy team, and he's he's doing phenomenal for me, right? But, I mean, we have our defense, and if we can shut Josh Allen down, I mean, you're saying we have a chance against the Bills. It's going to affect my fantasy team that week. I don't know if I'll play in that. <laughs> week. But, hey, but we shut these guys down with our defense. Hey,
1: you, a big win. you a big kids. win in fantasy. Did
0: yeah, you? and uh, Josh Allen had a bye week. So, yeah. Um, yeah.
1: quarterback.
0: Uh quarterback? Cousins.
1: Oh, yeah. i got a big week for Cousins too, man. Uh, and the
0: Cleveland defense got me 20 points. So, that helped.
1: because yeah, the Eagles are garbage, man. <laughs> that helped
0: me a lot. So, you yeah. know, I'm still in the playoff picture, at least for now.
1: Yeah, yeah, it yeah It's awesome. David sucks. He's two David and sucks. nine now. So fuck him. Jared came back around somehow. Who somehow? Thought,
0: but you know, any any team that's making fun of me, uh, you know, like Kevin's platform shoes and uh Kevin still sucks, you know, those teams can just they're, keep they're on down, losing man. keep that's on right. losing. I yeah, beat that's you a, guys. That's it's a okay. life
1: lesson, man. Like if you're gonna chirp on others, you're gonna get the karma's gonna smack you in the face. Man. It is you just gotta do you. And make you know <laughs> sound decisions and stick to your guns and eventually you're on top. Yeah. You know, don't be wrong. Then,
0: funny team names, but guess what? Suck it.
1: Yeah, and you know that yeah, you you and I both know the secret to our fantasy success. Like, let's be honest, right? We, have we just uh we series.
0: we have a lot of cheat sheets that uh we print from the internet and that's it. That's
1: right. And it and it worked out pretty well, especially for me. I'm in mean, first, but you know. That's neither here nor I'm not
0: there. I'm behind you. Just saying, eh,
1: a couple of games behind. A couple of games behind. <laughs> Anyways, let's wrap this one up. Yeah. Uh, thanks for having me on the post game. A lot of fun. No, thank you for joining. And then uh, have yourself a good week, man. Like rest up and congrats on your house and congrats on the Broncos win. I know uh, you deserve it.
0: Yeah. You really thanks. Man. You've been working hard
1: for that win, man, and, and you finally <sighs> you earned it.
0: I'm just glad I was there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> almost definitely, man. All right. Cool. Well. As always, I guess we'll end it on a strong. Go Broncos. Go Broncos. Orange Weekly. Fans, brews, and Broncos news.